Hello everyone, and welcome to C-View Quantum Network. I'm your presenter Daniel, and I'm here with producer and host Claudia Pareco. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to release the biggest blocks holding you back from your deepest desires? If so, you're listening to the right show, The Secret Power of You, with special guest Terry Christine. Throughout our highly viewed shows, you and all high vibrational listeners will journey to your subconscious mind, a very powerful and mysterious force, to identify what has been holding you back, release it, to confidently walk in the direction of your dreams, goals, and intentions. As an intuitive energy healer and psychic medium, Terry Christine is able to connect to the source of the block, tell you when this block was created, by whom, how old you were, and a description of the occurrence. Together, we will shift that energy out of your existence to allow room for the energy of what you desire in your life. Call for free at 805-830-8344 and wait in line or use Take My Call. And for $11, you can jump the long list of callers. Do so at www.paypal.me slash P-U-R-E-C-O slash 11. And then please PM or email Claudia Pareco with the phone number you'll call the show at cview1111 at gmail.com. Terry will assist in helping to point out what you cannot easily see for yourself, to heal and guide towards wholeness and well-being. As your intuitive energy healer, Terry Christine accelerates the awakening process by providing resources and tools to help you move even further along towards the life you want most. To contact Terry Christine directly, please visit www.terriech R-I-S-T-I-N-E.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time to see View and listen to all our shows. For more information, visit cview1111.net and look under Seasonal Shows. Are you ready to raise your vibration into a new blueprint of creation and feel a sense of knowing that your life is transformed into an easier way to live? Get ready! Set your intent to be chosen from the list of callers and join us in welcoming Terry Christine. Thank you, Danny. Welcome everybody to CVU 2022. Today, the secret power of you with Terry Christine. The topic for today is clean up to beam up, clearing the path to higher guidance. Are you feeling like something is holding you back? Well, most likely you are suffering from energy blockages. These are anything that creates resistance within the cell. These blockages cause an energetic imprint of heaviness in your energy circles. Under these conditions, you will feel gloomy, heavy, or dark. But relax. All of these uh, can be cleaned up so you can beam up and 
that, we have the expert energy healing clearing of Terry Christine. And let's welcome her to the show, As and then we are going to start taking callers that will have the opportunity to clear blockages in their energy field. And one thing that Terry Christine does for callers is that they guide, she guides them into finding the cause, finding where they were first created, and so you can understand that you don't know, you no longer need them, and you can release them to the light. Hey, Terry Christine, welcome, and also, if you want to have a one-on-one reading with Terry Christine, you can visit her website, terrychristine.com. Just know that she's really busy. So is there any way, Terry, that someone can make sure they have it, that has a reading with you? Oh, thank you, Claudia. I'm so grateful to be with you every time we're together and for the listeners that come in. So, yes, uh, ever since uh, being on Love and Marriage DC, which can be found on the OWN network, which is Oprah Winfrey Network, uh, where I work with um, couples and help them distinguish what's in their subconscious space and why they trigger each other, uh, it's been quite a uh, <laughs> a whirlwind, let's put it that way. And so if you do go to my website, which is my name, terrychristine.com, and go under work with me, uh, there's various different things that you can find. And um, there is no time and space with energy. I can work with you no matter where you are in the world. It could be over phone. It can be all over Zoom. A Facebook video messenger, uh, but I've been doing this work for 16 years now. I've written a book and um, then the various different telesummits, radio, Hay House, Bravo, OWN. I've been all over the place uh, showing everyone that there are, are, there are alternative ways to heal from the subconscious space. So yes, come and uh, check me out and also on YouTube where I have very many um, videos and Instagram and Facebook as well. So, yeah. Anyway, let's um let's, you want to let's dive deep into the topic everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere and right here too. So, um but let's dive into this this topic. I actually really 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 like this topic. I um I average about um 8 to 10 clients a day, 6 days a week to um just keep up and um, I do have openings next week, so it's not that I'm years booked up. But the thing is, is that, you know, people come to me and, you know, I go to the subconscious, the place where you struggle to put your pieces of your puzzle together. Because I am clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient, which means that I can hear, feel, and see. So I'll see movies in my mind's eye, and the clairaudient is where I can hear conversations in my head. And the clairsentient is to feel, because if I say, I know I'm on it, I'm right on it, I can actually feel that this is like the core of what's going on. And so I bring forth what you cannot see. And so I was just working with a girl right before I got on, on the call here, and I was telling her that she struggles with trusting uh, intimacy, like more of that intimate love, that unconditional love. And... Um, 
And I said, I feel like uh, that your mom is totally disconnected. And I said, and I feel like she actually left. So, and, and I was right on. Her mother uh, abandoned her when she was three years old. And then the grandmother took her over. She actually physically left her somewhere and never came back. And it wasn't with people she knew. I mean, it was in a building. <laughs> so she uh, struggled to see what was going on. And then when I explained to her, I said, you struggle with even that a hug. I said, she, and the first thing she said was, oh, no, when I meet people, I hug them. And I said, okay. And I said, but I bet you your intimate relationships, meaning those intimate partners and, you know, those long-term love relationships, I said, I bet you they just disappear or they just end abruptly. And first she said no. And then she started telling me that she was in love with someone and that he ended it abruptly and said that he never felt that she loved him. And I said, isn't that what I said? (laughs) So... Sometimes we can hear somebody talking to us, but then not really understand the in-depth of what they're saying, which, which that's what was happening with her. And so when you're disconnected or were raised by caregivers who were emotionally disconnected, it can create in your own subconscious a feeling that it's hard to trust love or trust higher self source lighter god whatever you choose to call it and so the topic of as what we have here is uh clean up the beam up clearing the path to higher guidance which is your full connection to higher self source light or god and so if there is any doubt within you you could even be doubting that you're going to get the job or doubting that you're going to ever find love or doubting that you're going to get out of lack then that is a disconnect from source. If you have a lot of lack in your life, that is a disconnect from source. Relationships that don't support you, disconnect from source. And it can be seen and created by hundreds of thousands of things that transpired that you experienced as a child. These limiting beliefs are usually created before the age of seven between a caregiver such as your mom or your dad or caregiver-like figures, meaning grandparents, cousins, sisters. You know, I have clients who come to me where their um, siblings are 15 years older than them, and technically the sibling raised them. And so there's where, you know, you think that you got out of danger and you survived and you're a 50-year-old individual and you're stuck and you're living in lack and you're frustrated and you hate your job and um, or maybe for some of you that you feel like your job support you but on the other side you haven't had a long-term committed relationship most of your life if you're saying to yourself this always is the way it is no it isn't always the way it is it just depends on what is in that subconscious space and how to shift it how to see it how to magnify yourself to be fully connected to higher source self, light, or God. And I say that because, you know, when I say God, people are like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, it's whatever you want to label it. It's the source we come from. Does that make sense, Claudia? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So at this point, it's just a matter of, you know, I had a person the other day, yesterday as well, 
And she had so much going on, literally. Every time I said something, she she was just saying, this had to happen, this had to happen, this had to happen. And I said, okay. With that, what happens with people that feel an overwhelm of, of less than, you know, less than positive experience, then it just means that you're going to feel like if I do all these mantras, I can change my entire life just in these mantras. And then after a few months, those mantras just sound like words, and then you get irritated and frustrated because those words aren't creating or doing anything for you. And what's happening is that when, just similar to the person I was talking to, when she had a mountain of stuff, you can look at these experiences as like a pile of leaves on top of you. And each one of those leaves, each one of that, that leaf, excuse me, you can say frustration as one, torment as another, fear as another, right? And so for when someone's like, I'm just going to repeat these mantras that, you know, life is abundant, I'm full and free, and six months later you're still in lack and you're still have, having a job you hate, then chisel it down. Because when you have a mountain of stuff, and you want it to all get shaken off or blown off like with a leaf blower, that you have to have no fear at all. And so you can have fear of the end result, and then on the other hand, have fear of success, and on the other hand, have fear, fear of failure, you know, and, and, and it could be interpreted by individual experiences or uh, an individual topic in your life. And so you could clear one fear of failure, but then on the other hand, have fear of success, and then you can't move forward in a new project that you were creating or maybe even going from a nine-to-five job to be an entrepreneur. And so there is where, you know, it's just about picking the leaves off of you and completely moving forward and creating this essence meaning the spirituality, the, the oneness, the uh, uh, truth, the abundance, and all of that as a lifestyle. I want to add one more thing. When I heard truth, it was very interesting. I had another client not too long ago, and she asked me about her partner. And I said, interesting, because I feel something's going on with you. And so there was silence, and I said, the number one thing here is there's lack of truth, and I feel like it's on both sides. Still silence. And I said, if you want truth from him, you need to speak and be in truth as well. And then she went, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and so, you know, if we have to live what we want to receive, and I just recently worked on uh, a young 20-year-old, and I said to him, you know, you need to begin to live as the person you want to be versus who you think you are. He, you should have seen his smile and his big eyes, and he said, I got that. And I wrote it down for him, and I said, decorate the entire house with this. And I told him to make that his mantra. And uh, he's moving to be an M NBA uh, basketball player. And I told him, I said, then you own and say, I am a professional ball player. I am a professional athlete. 
So when you live in that space of being that, then you are that. Even though uh, you may not have the accolades at this very moment, but if you believe it, it becomes you. And that's how you shift to that higher sense. So I hope that helps. How about if we take a caller? Let's go. So let's start with Mary, and she's our take my call user. Hi, Terry. This is Mary, and I'm so grateful to be connected with you again. Um, Hi, Mary. I love you, girl. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, I don't know what to ask. Um, I guess, you know, if you can tune in to me and see what blockage I have that's in the way that needs to be cleared or whatever you see that I need to know. Yeah. So as soon as you started talking, you I love you so much because you are working on yourself and you're so open. As soon as I hear your voice, I uh, I instantly like, ooh, here she is. So you have a God block. It's a straight up God block. And as soon as I started feeling it, I feel very emotional. Ooh, I feel heaviness and emotion. And so Many people come to me and say, what's a God block and how do you get that? And I, I know that, you know, you and I have spoken on the show before, but I just for other listeners, I want to just kind of go over that just really quick. But a God block is created usually when something is presented to you as a child that appears to be sudden, like um, you have to go from one daycare to another. And mom comes and says, we got to do that, and next week we're going because that's a sudden thing, even though mom and dad talked it out. Or, you know, you wake up and one of your caregivers is sick. And the first thing, depending on how sick they look, a child will think that that caregiver is going to die. Uh, it can also appear when something breaks down. You break down in the middle of the road and you're in the back seat, and oh my God, are we going to survive? Is that so? Excuse me, it's those kind of things. And so when you have a straight-up God block, the first thing a child says is, why? Now, you don't have to say it out loud or even to any of the caregivers, but when you're in your room, you're like, why is this? How could I make this happen? Why? Why is this going on? And then that's a disconnect. So it's a perfect explanation about today. That's a total disconnect from source energy because when we're a child, we're free-flowing, we're running and playing and jumping on furniture. And even though mom goes, I just paid for that couch, get off with your shoes, you're thinking, I'm just having fun. You know, we're free-flowing and feeling supported by everything and all of that. But as soon as we have that question or something is not making sense or it's being looking like it's not for us but against us, then it has us questioning why. And again, as a child, it becomes part of the subconscious and the blueprint and here we are as an adult and so I feel Mary that you have quite a few whys in you and that's (laughs) w-h-y I know you are also w-i-s-e but you have quite quite a bit of this doubt and questioning inside of you to make you want to retract or be more of an introvert or more quiet to thinking that if I just maybe quiet my mind, things will will settle down. Now, if you're meditating to ask for guidance, yes. But if you're quieting down, maybe reading or watching TV, 
then you're not really fully connecting. It's almost like a distraction from the experiences around you. Is are you is what's are you going through something? Yeah, I've got a lot going on in my life. I wouldn't even know where to start to tell you. Yeah, I got a lot going yeah. on. Mhm. So with that, when when we just started with the pile of leaves, when you've got a lot and there's a just a bunch of pile of leaves, we're like, oh, now which one should I address first? That's another thing where people get disconnected from source, thinking I have to address which one and what's the piece of the puzzle. You know, what what will get me faster to the end result of all of them? And so when you are quieting your mind, Mary, what I would suggest, if you don't already have a practice, but meditating, and you don't have to do it for hours, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And what I'm also finding for people is that they say, yeah, I'm meditating, and they'll come back to me again, and I'll say, are you meditating? No. And so I can suggest all day long and people will choose whatever they feel is right for them. But to quiet your mind, to fully connect to source, to seek the answers from within, which means we are one with source God energy at all times. But when we start questioning and doubting, we're simply just pulling the energy away from receiving those answers. Anchor into a process, meaning a candle, you know, you when you're if you're meditating for 15 minutes, you light the candle, you set your intent that I'm no longer going to be anchored or holding into anything that no longer serves me. I'm ready, willing, and able to receive the answers for guidance. I'm trusting everything that comes to me. I promise myself and committing to myself to take guided action on it, and then meditate for 15, 20 minutes. Come back out of your meditation, blow your candle out, thank you, universe, thanking self, and then go about your merry way. But if you're just thinking you're going to do it, then three weeks later you're still thinking you're going to do it. That's why I suggest a candle or a bath. You know, every night I take a bath. I'm in there only five minutes, but I make that water really hot. I feel like I'm like wax, and I'm just melting away everything that I that no longer serves me or what I, might be in my head, which, you know, I'm kind of connected anyway, but so there's not too much that goes on in there that I hang on to, but there are moments that I get distracted and before I know it, I'm living in a hamster wheel of a thought. But for you, Mary, trust that whatever you want to bring more attention to, because if you've got a lot, then it's overwhelming and for most, and even including myself, when I worked the nine to five, that I would have, I was um, director of sales, and of course I managed people, I had deadlines monthly, weekly, yearly, and so I had so much going on in various different, and then the pile of papers would pile up, and instead of getting it all organized, I'd work slower because I would become overwhelmed. And then I felt like my head had too much going on, and then I would get frustrated. That can happen for people when there's a lot going on. So take one that you feel that, you know, it could be the easiest one to get it done quick, you know, or one that you know you need the most attention to get it chiseled away because everything else always works out. It really does. We have to trust that it does. Make that your mantra. Everything always works out. Does that help you, Mary? Okay. 
Yes, it does. I hear you, but uh, I want. I'm concerned of what you said. I have a block to God. I want. To, uh, can you remove that? I mean, I, I I hear what you say. What I need to do, but I'm I'm really concerned about that because I really want to have a direct connection. Mm-hmm. So, when you before I do any clearings, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you finding yourself in various stages of what I talked about? Overwhelmed, not knowing which one to pick. Uh, feeling uh, down and hoping that everything will work out versus knowing that it'll all work out? Yes. Okay. So right there, that is doubt. And doubt is like putting a stop sign saying, I don't need you right now because I have to worry about this. Meaning, I know you're here right now for me and everything is going to be all safe, right, and good no matter what I feel as if there's, is there somebody that is um, not in perfect health? I feel like you're really worried about somebody is not in perfect health. Well, me and um, my husband. And, um, okay. Okay. I see, uh, there's a, I feel very jittery about end of life. Are you concerned about that for him, or is that becoming part of your mind? Yes, because he has cancer and Alzheimer's, and it's terminal, and I don't know how much longer he has, and I am concerned about what's going to happen and what's happening now. And So, yeah, the end-of-life thing is, is a concern. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I feel like you're beginning to own like all the what, 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 why, 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 how, 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 and that in itself is piling up on you too. So Mm -hmm. I understand that there can be, yeah, that is a lot, baby, and I'm I'm sorry that this is happening right here for you. I'm very sorry that for, okay, let's hold on for a second. When someone may use the words separate from that or put it aside, it doesn't mean that you are being unloving or selfish. What they're meaning is own someone else's life, meaning you have yours, You obviously are a very large part of his caregiving and receiving, right? Because as you give, I'm sure you're feeling, you know, um, with love that you can help him in that capacity, right? But we, we pretty much see the end result with meaning you see what the doctors have said, not physically see yet the end result. And so now it's just a matter of getting certain things in order, paperwork or keeping him comfortable uh, and, and continuing to take care of yourself as well. But then honoring yourself and focusing on the space where the beautiful things that you experience together, how you're honoring him 
by being available to him, right? And making sure that you're also taking care of yourself. I'm going to reiterate that again because it is a lot when you're the complete caregiver for someone who's terminally ill and you have to make sure you take care of yourself as well, okay? So when this is the experience you're living, making sure that we we have to acknowledge it, accept it, and then find the true love in that, right? Meaning I'm here, I'm very honored, I've experienced wonderful moments with him, everything else is placed in order, and when the time is right, I know that everything will all be safe, right, and good. All right, so let's take a deep okay. breath into your nose, everybody, and out through your mouth. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from living in true higher guidance, Trusting and knowing, receiving dreams, receiving answers, receiving love, receiving support, manifesting support, truly knowing support is all around you, feeling the ease and grace of support, uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from operating in your own higher sense, your own higher source feeling and needing the time to clear your mind on a regular basis, sending love, receiving love between higher self, being in the present state of oneness, being grounded and supported in the state of oneness, allowing you to hold the energy so that he moves swiftly with ease and grace, Ease and grace. Ease and grace. Uncreate, transmute, and vaporize across all time, dimension, space, and reality. Everywhere and anywhere that's keeping you from trusting all source energy. That everything and anything is moving and supported with ease and grace. that you're trusting and knowing and lifting your arms up and saying thank you universe for all that is thanking myself for all that I created thanking your existence for all that is all safe right and good uncreate transit and vaporize across all time dimension space and reality take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. How are you feeling, Mary? Better, more at peace. Yeah. Kind of, kind of relieved. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm going to send you a big blessing ball of light, love. Everything, oh, everything, it's all going to be all safe, right, and good. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And I love to hear your voice every time. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. 
You're welcome. Thank you, Mary. So, at Terry Christine, we were talking before the caller on now these days we are actually in the Leo energy and I love my Leo, you know, and but we're approaching the 8A, the portal, and there's so much going on out there, like so much information that is bombarding us in all social media, which is making it difficult for many people to discern which is what and where to see and what to take. How do you help? Can you help us with that? Wow. I love your questions, Claudia. Um, The most interesting thing I found is that I I remember prior to my spiritual journey, I would listen to house music. I would listen to rap. I there was always a TV on at the house. The kids were running around. I had a nine to five, high pressure corporate job. Had a spouse who pretty much wanted a 1940s house and we weren't in a 1940s home. (laughs) And there was a ton of pressure on myself. And when I had my spiritual epiphany, the first thing my mind said was, stop, quiet, I need quiet. So then I realized that I stopped turning the radio on in the car. I started listening to spa-like music when I was putting my makeup on and getting ready to go to my corporate job. I would find that I would keep the TV off, even with the children. The girls would be in their room playing, and after a while, I said, nobody's watching TV. No, Mom, we don't watch that anymore. (laughs) Because as my energy shifted, so did the ones around me as well. And so when we're all bombarded with so much stuff, we're told by social media, friends, family, people around us, coworkers, that we're supposed to be doing certain things, saying certain things, being fully connected. And when you're fully connected, you're quiet inside. But when I've realized when the radio is on, I... I feel like I can't hear, isn't that? And I'm in the car by myself. I feel like I can't hear. So when I'm in the car with someone and they have the radio on, I ask them to turn it off because I feel like when I'm getting pulled out of my connection, meaning the noises around me, I feel like I'm not living in my truth. I can't hear what's going on, meaning higher self, source, lighter God. So I find myself not on social media as much, and that is okay. People still find me. People still reach out. I'm on TV. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. when you're finding that there's a lot of chaos, you have to find the quiet. That's why I suggested for Mary to meditate, because when you have so much going on, it's hard to hear the answers are from within. And that's why, you know, pulling away and doing something different, responding differently. Are you checking in regularly? Are you feeling that when your tweet, 
you're choosing to respond differently, meaning, you know, triggered by what someone says or does. And instead of reacting to it, you just settle in, either don't respond at all for that moment, reflect inside, meaning checking in, asking yourself, okay, I normally respond like this, but today I'm choosing to do it differently. Now, you're not going to become a procrastinator. You're simply checking in, finding out what was that feeling. That Here's the perfect example. I, love, I just got a flash. I love the perfect examples. So I'm working with an acupuncturist, and we do um, a lot of work together. And I was chatting with him one day, and he, I was so excited. Like, I always live on a cloud nine, la, 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 you know, and I said, oh, my God, you should be excited. I'm so excited. This is so great for you. And I was, I was showing him and telling him in a form of love, like, this is so wonderful. This is so great. And the next thing he goes, stop it. You need to stop it now. And I'm like, oh, now that triggered me because my mother used to say things when I was really excited and she would say something negative. And then I would feel like a knife was stabbed instantaneously. I felt that. But see, because I live fully present, I instantly felt that trigger. Now, 99% of the people would go, you know what? What's the matter with you, right? Or stop it. What do you mean stop it? Well, I didn't say anything. Because first off, I'm now triggered and he was already triggered. He has some mama drama stuff. And because I was excited... I didn't realize I said you should be, and that's his biggest trigger, someone telling him he should be doing something or acting a certain way. And because I was so excited, I didn't realize that I was saying you should be. And then he triggered my mom issues. So what I did is I stopped. I didn't say anything, but I felt like he let the air out of my balloon. And I said to myself, no. It, it really, and I said, nope, I'm, I'm not going to respond to this, but now I have to get out of my trigger. So I continued to do whatever I was doing. I didn't respond. It got quiet, so there was a little tension, and yes, I was feeling it, and he was feeling it, but I didn't respond at that moment. But I did in an hour, and what I did was I responded by asking him if he could have seen something slightly different meaning I was asking him to check in or reflect if he could have seen what I said as being something different. And he politely said, you know, I could have. And then he he started thinking, and then he said something about his mom, and then he realized what had happened and because he responded instantly in that trigger where he could have just, breathe like I did, ground himself, and then responded differently. Uh, and so when you are being bombarded, when you are finding that you can't hear from all the noise around you, then separate from that. Meditate a little bit more, 15, 20 minutes. Make it a practice. Start trusting. Start believing that everything that around you is an answer when you're walking by on the street and somebody's phone dings as you were thinking, should I have, should I call my, my dad and the phone dings with the person walking next to you, that's a sign going, yes. 
and believing that your answers are all around you. Does that help, Claudia? It helps a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. So now we have, let's go with to the chat room. A quick question from, I love the, uh, she has joy, fun, ha- joy, fun, and happiness. So joy, yeah. fun, and happiness, once she has three options and she's trying to choose. Can you help me choose between Georgia, North Carolina, and New York? So I'm getting Georgia as the strongest one. Uh, and I believe that you, when you typed it out, you kind of had the same feeling because I got Georgia as one, North Carolina second, and New York <laughs> as the last one. I literally, as you read it, I, it was like a ladder. But Georgia is the strongest. It's very interesting because you already know the answer. You were typing it out and looking for confirmation, which is awesome. That's why I tell most people that come to me and have specific questions that want an answer. And I say, we already know. So why are you asking a psychic? But if you're looking for confirmation, that's one thing. But if you're looking for me to change the way you think, that's another. And you shouldn't be doing that. You need to check more in yourself on how it feels. You're going to make the right decision. And look at each state as a lily pad, my darling. So when you're looking at one, like, okay, I'm going to go to Georgia is very strong. I don't know what's going on there, but that's very strong. I feel like that would be the longevity where New York is the least on your list. But North Carolina, I could even see you staying in Georgia for like five years and then North Carolina the rest of the years. But I feel like your, um, your history and longevity and the surroundings would be a perfect match for your personality and the things you're looking for in your life. But if you are looking for a psychic for answers, then great. It should just be for confirmation. Uh, and I, I tell people that when I'm doing uh, mind, body, spirit events, when they ask me those specific questions, that, you know, if you're walking around and you've got your girlfriend and you wanted to buy something and you say, well, girlfriend, what do you think about this? And if she goes, no, I know you, you wouldn't really be – um, that's not really your color or your style or no. And then you walk away and don't do it. No. Then you're taking, going outside of yourself to allow other people to make the decisions for you. And it doesn't work that way. That's the uh, least place that you're going to get to your end result. Your end result is always what you feel inside, trust and know, and taking guided actions on the rest. I'd love to know the feedback on what I just suggested uh, from that chat room. I'd love to hear what that person is um, feeling on that. So, Joyson, happiness, let us know it was spot on or what. Okay, so while she answers, let's go to New York and let's bring Tim to the show. T-I-M. Hello. Hey, Tim. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Terry. I've been listening, and I feel like uh, things you said for others uh, certainly apply to me, uh, my, myself. Uh, working to bring some abundance and new things in, and uh, when you don't know exactly what that is, that gives me anxiety, and that's kind of kept me on the loop of, uh, well, I don't know what to do, so I don't do anything. So now I'm pivoting off that, you know, so I'm... I'm outside, I'm grounding, I'm asking my guys for assistance, trying to breathe in deeply, envision things that I want. Um, 
any tips you'd have for me or anything from Spirit, yeah. greatly appreciated. Awesome. So the interesting thing with me, the number one purpose we're here for to live on this planet is to expand and grow. Everything else is a choice. And when someone is going to create either a new career or a new something, I always tell them, think about what was, what's really exciting to you and what really triggers your excitement. So here, here's a perfect example. So when I was a young girl, about 14, I read a lot of books. And all of them were sort of detective-type books. I love to try to figure it out before I could get to the last page. And over time, I would apply for the U.S. Secret Service and things like that, thinking I wanted to be a detective and all of that. And the universe always had me booted in another direction. And once I realized that everything that I did in my life, there was no waste of time, everything I do today and what I did then, I'm using today. So in the end, as being an intuitive energy healer, it sort of is a detective. I am a whodunit who to figure it out. I put the pieces of your puzzle together. And, I mean, you don't think of that when you're reading detective novels at 14, but as I was developing and growing, and I'm like, huh, I, I like to be able to do things on my own. I like to be able to control my environment, meaning who I want in and who, you know, who I'm attracting. I'm a magnet, right? And so, mm-hmm. and I also find that when people come to me for the answer, I feel so fulfilled when I give it to them. So when I was in corporate and I was a director of sales, that was very fulfilling when they would come and take my answer and run with it, and then they would succeed with it. Oh, what a joy. I always got out of that. And I do the same thing now when I tell them meditate or, you know, whatever I'm listing to help them shift into seeing things differently and taking action on it. So for you, what are these tiny snippets of what really gets you going? You know, and it it could be, be you know, I, I feel like... Uh, Hold on. I see you writing things, and it's almost like you're compartmentalizing on paper or putting things together. Ooh, I know. I'm on that one. I'm on it. I can feel like you're um, you're a whodunit. Who, you're a, what did I just hear? A who, who does it all? Who, who creates it all? Well, I do have some uh, creativeness with me. It's just the storytelling now amongst my friends. So uh, when I try to think of something that I'd like to do, uh, I try to pivot to something that uh, utilizes my creativity. What that is, I don't know yet when I'm uh, trying to sit with the stillness and bring forth. Okay, so what did you do before you did now? What did you do? Uh, I, I do what I do now. My current nine, soul-crushing nine to five, but I'm thankful to have it. Okay, so so you're nine to five. What part do you like the most? And I'm not talking like, you know how I said when people came to me and I had the answer, they took it and ran mm-hmm. with it and became successful with it. To me, oh gosh, I would be like, woohoo! Yay! And it wasn't about look at me, but it was like I had the answer to help them succeed. That 
I love. So where in your nine to five, your corporate being, that there's something that really gets you excited? There is not a thing in this current nine to five. Uh, it's just the current gig that I've been working forever, but nothing in it uh, gets me going. So I okay. gotta give it to something else. So you're doing but, something right. you absolutely hate in every way, shape, and form. Is that what you're telling me? That is what I'm telling you. Okay. And so why did you do it in the first place? Uh, bills. <laughs> okay. Bills, my thought so, temporary why I figured something else out, uh, which I have not managed to do yet, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. So you know that's why you're stuck. When you're using something that is only for one thing instead of what gets you really excited, then you're literally knocking yourself out of the flow because there is no flow if you absolutely hate everything about it. So was there anything in your business upbringing, let's put it that way, that you enjoyed but moved into because you just were learning and growing as you were a young man to the adult you are now. What parts were you starting to feel like, I'm really good at this? I'm, it's natural and easy. Um, well, not necessarily. Well, I guess my interpersonal. I'm really good with people. So uh, my interpersonal skills, my prior job, I was uh, not working behind a computer. I was going to people's locations, fixing things. Uh, that was years ago. But I like the uh, the minimal autonomy of me just being out in the field by myself and just uh, meeting different people. And I'm pretty good with people, even when they're in stressful situations with things are not working. So that part that I know that I'm good at, communication, creativity, is what I'm trying to figure out, something to do that puts those uh, puts the things that I'm good at in Mhm. Mhm. So there is where that is going to be a large part of what you do is you're going to be uh, you're the solution driven person. There, there's where I was picking up the cre- your creator. So creating the end result of a solution for others, and then mm-hmm. using your what you know, moving in the direction of what. Hold on for a second. Very interesting. So I feel like you've really never honed in anything specific, like one job that was satisfying. I feel like you had a bit piece here, a bit piece there. Like, uh, you know, I was starting to feel like it was, you know, I started to see dogs or I started to see like – the companion, not the human companion, but the, and I'm like, well, why am I seeing dogs? And then I felt like outdoors or movement was really good for you. Being able to um, be flexible and free, uh, even though structure is good for you. So 
uh, knowing that I'm waking up, I, I've got clients, I'm, you know, visiting them, but having more control over uh, your day, but then feeling like I'm, go- I'm getting something done. And almost like, it's not sales, but I feel like, uh, I see dogs again, like vets. What's the do you, what's this animal thing with you? Dogs and animals. Stop. I do not know. I do have a dog of the year that I got from my kid. That is uh, basically my dog, but I, I'm not sure. Other than the fact that I'm uh, taking him to an obedience school because I can't get the dog to do anything, so I'm researching that. Oh, you're currently taking him to obedience school. I uh, just was actually Googling this morning looking for an obedience school to take him to to try to get him learned a <laughs> few commands, listen to, because currently this, <laughs> I can't get him to do anything except when he sees the leash, he knows we're going to walk. Can't get him to sit, do anything. Okay, there's there's the dog. That's what I was picking up. But, um, you know, even something like that where you can learn that yourself and and now you become – that which is a is a big business. It can be a very big business depending on what you're doing. But I feel like you're going to people, individ- like couples or an individual person, where you're managing your time, but you have clients. They you're giving them an end result of something, and you're feeling satisfied and fulfilled. But it's something like that that I feel that you'd be really good at. Because, again, the creating the solution, I feel there's something involved. I, I have a feeling that you're going to look into this obedience thing or you're going to look into something where uh, this dog thing, I know I'm on it. I can feel it. I can totally feel this, that if you start looking into that, maybe hanging out with the trainer, taking a look at that. Uh, but that, that's what I'm picking up. I'm picking that up really strong okay. right now. Okay. Well, I will continue to uh, research that as well as meditate and continue uh, finding my way. You're going to know, Tim. It's not too far along. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty close. But I have to tell you, try not to look for a burning bush because you'll never see a burning bush. And to trust your feelings, <laughs> You're not wasting any time. Time on this planet is not a waste of time. It's you acknowledging, receiving, gratitude. You know, I I feel that there can be a confusion in you saying, that's perfect, because I I understand that, well, at a certain age, a certain category, and having to pay the bills and taking on something you absolutely hate, you better be careful because you're going to knock yourself out with that, meaning they'll down terminate you, downsize you, or something like that. So you have to have some kind of fun or joy in it. And knowing that you're not making any mistakes to be able to trust your own intuition. There is quite a disconnect in that as well. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's time to have some fun. Indeed it is. Thank you. You're welcome.
Take care. And maybe I can bring my dog to Tim in obedience school. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Everybody needs that. I mean, I'll tell you, I've had a lot of clients talk about their dogs needing training, and it does work. So good for you, Tim. And so we are four minutes away from ending. Do you want one more and see where it takes? Well, as long as we, I have a client at 115, so it'll have to be a short conversation. So, yeah. Okay, so, you know, let's make it this really simple. So, I'm going to bring Nuri, but Nuri is my sister. And in this, I, it just occurred to me, and I don't know how I miss it, but today is the anniversary of our mom passed away. So, Aww. is there anything that you can to, uh, tell us with her so we can both yeah. something. Yes, well, thank you, Claudia, for sharing that. I, all I heard was you were both loved. You were both absolutely loved. And when I, I feel emotional, I feel that, you know, your mom raised you hard and fast, I heard, but Closer to as she got older, she became more connected to what love really was, seeing you both develop, seeing you both turn into the amazing women that you are. I know I can feel her. I can feel this. And, and just being able to sit back and feel her own gratitude of self, of how she felt accomplished in seeing both of you, succeed and what that looks like for you do you both have a tendency to pick yourself apart you know oh i didn't do this right or this may not be good enough but it is it's all good enough and your mom's very i heard i see your mom clapping because she was right she was like right on terry right on (laughs) and so so stop picking yourself apart both of you and uh know you know that she she was very honored and grateful for this lifespan that she had with you as her children. And, you know, there were some hardships, there were some sundowns, but not to the point where, you know, it, it tore apart. She had moments where she was very sad. She had moments where she was very glad, very happy. Uh, she was super proud of her heritage. She, uh, you know, sees the world differently from where she was born. Uh, very honored, I feel. Yes, yes, very honored, I hear. And being able to see things differently. Uh, she knows the way she sees things would not necessarily be seeing them if she was born from another country. So she feels very honored, very, very honored. I feel her uh, history. I feel very, I feel very honored. She says, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, but coming through right now, she's um, very grateful. Oh, she gave me a big smile. Very grateful. She came in very quickly. Very grateful to have this moment and honored that you are respecting her in this very moment. And um, yes. And for your sister not to worry, she's got something going on. She's worried about something a little bit. If I put a scale of 1 to 10, she's about uh, 6.5. So 
so she's got a little worry in, in something. But uh, your sister has a tendency to go to a little worry and then let it go. But uh, that's just a habit of hers. So for her to let it go, is that is that that sound accurate for her? <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for her just to know that everything always worked out. There it is. And yeah, hold on. So I see, I see water behind your sister, behind her, behind her. I keep hearing behind her, behind her. So when water is from the past, there were some things that she shed and clear. But I find that your sister goes to her past a bit to say, but I had this or that was that. Oh, my gosh. I'm so right on that when I can feel it. She has to live more in the present. And know that, as we know, water is a transformation. It's clearing. And be in the present and know, stop grabbing to the back, stop going to the back, and live here in the present moving forward. Uh, Just as your mom is feeling honored today, uh, both of you should feel honored every day. Honored every day. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. How do you feel? And I'm happy, happy to to hear that. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You know that was both for both of you. Even though uh, Nordy was is going through something right now, because I think she's in just that um, worry mechanism. I feel like your mom feels that you're. Uh, I'm going to just say a bit more grounded, not in the worry state. You work through things a little bit better based on uh, your surroundings. You know, placing yourself around people such as Terry, myself, you know, and and the others who help you shift your mindset. And you're using the tools very wisely, I might add, your mother just said. And so she uh, wants you to know she didn't forget about you, even though some of them were directed at your sister. She said that she never really had to worry about you too much closer to the end because you really found your grounding and support mechanisms that are around you. She loves and honors you very well. Um, She's very present in both your lives daily and is so sweet and kind to have been placed right here today. That's what she said, sweet and kind, to be placed right here today. Meaning, um, I shall always just bow her head to be honored. Uh, Yeah, family is a big thing with her, to be honored. She um, she's touching her heart and saying thank you, thank you, thank you to, for honoring her. Oh, my goodness sake. Yeah, she's very family-oriented. I can feel her. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm speechless. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, honey. I well, love you, Mama. You so All right. Thank you, and You're thank welcome. you everybody for being here. And we will have you back in two more months. So everyone, just put it on your calendar. Terry, have a wonderful rest of the day and a precious weekend. Thank you for being thank who you, you are. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Ta-ta for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>